0: Kaufman show on TSN 690. <laughs> it's nice to have the song end and not have a prior version of me going, all right, in the background. Yeah. You know, that, that jump on it. We're, we're, we're doing all right. We've got the copy of Deadlines here in studio staying for good.
1: I like the little yeah, yeah that you do right after. Yeah,
0: man. I'm in a good mood tonight. Yeah. How are you, Jay? I'm good. I'm back. Sorry about last week. That's oh, yeah. okay. We missed you. Oh, of course you did. John Kakalakis filled in ably. Good. But uh, we missed you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice to have you back thanks to John for helping me out there and having my back yeah it was a, it was a fun show and uh, here we are a week later and uh, there's so much to talk about there's there there is we're it here was a uh, busy week my goodness there it ever was uh, we could start with the mayor if you'd like oh that's too easy <laughs> which one? Oh, good point uh, from according from what i
1: heard they each have equal offenses this week
0: well i don't know about
1: one that. of them one of them did crack and uh <laughs> swore and threatened people's lives and well, showed to be fair, racism
0: to be fair he didn't do crack this week at no. least not that we know
1: no and the other insulted one of the montreal canadians
0: i don't know which one is worse i love how the montreal canadians to a man stood up and said this ain't right i thought that was really cool to see the team's um the solidarity and the idea that, yeah. that David DeHarnay is a part of our team, and nobody says that about a teammate.
1: Yeah, except for the rest of the city. But when the mayor does it, now it's wrong.
0: The mayor-elect, and as I tweeted earlier today, I, I hope, I really desperately hope that once he is elected mayor, and this isn't going to happen, so it doesn't really matter, but once he's actually in no longer mayor-elect Coderre and actually the mayor, he's going to have more important things to do and more important things to deal with. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. uh,
1: But you know what? I I, I hope also that he stays just as honest and doesn't back down from his opinions. He didn't delete the tweet. No, he's still up there. No,
0: he was on he was on RDS defending it tonight. uh,
1: And yeah. And listen, I don't I I just think it's
0: classless, Jay.
1: Why? Why is
0: it classless? Because it's piling on. It's it's an easy target. It's easy prey.
1: It's classless when he does it. But when the people at this radio station do it, it's not classless.
0: What can you point me to a, a tweet that says De should be sent down to Hamilton from somebody at our station?
1: Nobody's ever said it on this station. I'm just
0: asking. But somebody at the station works in sports radio. People are following that person on right. Twitter to get their opinion. Listen, on I this.
1: don't I don't agree with what he said. I don't because I don't like piling on De Harney. I just think either. it's an
0: easy target and I hated you know how I felt when the whole world was piling on Scott Gomez. It infuriated me to the point that I made our show a Gomez free zone. Right.
1: Right, and and also, you know, I'll, I'll start by saying as well that, you know, I don't care how much Darnell makes. You know, if he's getting paid too much and not performing, well, then you got to look at the GM. You can't really look at the player anymore; he's being paid too much, or whatever the case is with Darnell. But you know what? Since when is the mayor this kind of regal, noble type person who's not allowed to say anything? Well, I think this he- is this is a problem with soci- societies. We put these people on a pedestal, and when they screw up. You know, we're all the the first ones to take out the hangman's rope. Wait, we're blaming
0: society for this one? Absolutely.
1: Everything is society's fault. I've learned that over the years. You know, the guy ragged on a Habs player and said he should be sent out. So what?
0: So what? Who cares? At least he's honest. Okay, the who cares part, you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But he's the face of the city.
1: No, he's not. We've made him the face of the city. See, this reflects on us that we put these... These these the people that are in charge of an office. You hear that, Toronto? You elected them. You deal with them. That's right. That's right. We put these people on a pedestal as if they're there by by the, there's some sort of monarch by by virtue of God that they've been placed in this chair. We we, we deal with them as if they're kings, and so this is not right.
0: If you're Terrier or Bergevin, you yeah. heard that. What do you think? Oh well, because well, I mean, Terry was obviously pissed. Yeah. And I think, understandably so. Oh, and and I love that
1: everybody came to his defense.
0: It's one thing if the morning guy at TSN starts ragging on a player; that's his job. This is the mayor of the city. I don't know. I don't. I. I by that token, if the Habs fire off twelve losses in a row, is he going to show up at a game with a paper bag over his head?
1: And if he did, that would be weird. And if he's still doing his job in office, well, he hasn't started. Doing...
0: He hasn't started the job yet. Exactly. Right?
1: Exactly. So now we have if, to remember that if this guy was out there wasting his time watching a game and tweeting during it, uh-huh. and and you know just completely screwing up the city. Although I don't know how anybody can do it worse than the last guy. You
0: mean the last I guy, would, the last guy, and the last guy?
1: Yeah. Well, then I would understand. The but then I would understand. But he lets out a tweet like this. Yes, maybe he was jumping on a bad wagon and he was he was adding to the fire.
0: But you know what? At least he was honest. You know, I got a range of tweets in response when I complained this morning about it, and I didn't even complain as much as I said. I hope that he has more important fish to fry in a week uh dj Jadot said can't he watch the game and comment on the game after work after he's done working from six to six can he go on twitter and comment on the habs for fun Uh, gary almeida uh, almeida isn't that a slight exaggeration it's not as if he's running a campaign to have dj sent to hamilton (laughs) well maybe Uh, he is now whereas uh pete 514 said amen it seems like a stunt to show us that he's just a regular joe i like the habs like everyone else
1: one way or the other one way or the other it's, it's, you see, and, I, and I've heard people talking about it, and there's and they're saying, well, it lacks class. It does. It's not noble. It's not. Who who made him king of the universe? That he has to act with nobility. He's just the mayor. I believe Let he, him said do his job. he said it himself. He said that
0: this is the, the dawn of a noble era in politics for that, Montreal.
1: That's fine.
0: So act it.
1: B- by by saying that you, you're ragging on a player, you're not acting noble and classless, that means, like I said, half the people in this city are acting the same way. Well, we're classless and we're not noble. What makes him better than us? I don't get it.
0: He's he's our Mayor Quimby.
1: He's our Rob Ford. <laughs> Let's hope not. Come on. <laughs> he's not our Rob Ford. No, he's not our Rob Ford. Not yet.
0: In the fact that he's not elected, but uh, yet he's not a- appointed yet, right? There's got to be some big ceremony.
1: Yeah, I just, I just don't understand why we put all these, these people who are running in office on a throne. We put them in such high regard, and we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Well, because it
0: allows us to be let down all the time that way. And that's what happens when we see it across the board. From, from, we see it across the uh, board. DJ jumping in again here, saying that he agrees with Jay. No surprise there. Of course. No surprise there. That's why Jay's on the show. He's the voice of uh... <laughs> Unre- <laughs> unreason. <laughs> no, you're the voice of of um I don't know. Maybe I'm the voice of reason, but you're the realist in this room at least, I'd say.
1: Oh, I don't know. You're pretty real yourself. Well. I mean, just uh, I, you know, I just like to look at things on a, in a different way. In a different way, and, and and like I said, it's I don't agree with what he said, because a lot of people who are supporting him are just people who want to rag on Darren Ed too, and I'm I'm against rag on Darren Ed. I just think I think what's he's the, a classy guy. I
0: I'm not going to send out a tweet like that. I just no. don't see the point of kicking somebody when they're down. I I, I And don't so see it. much of it has to do with the money, Jay, and that's right. what infuriates me the most. What I
1: don't like is that everybody feels as if uh, 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 an elected official needs to act like the Pope. And he doesn't. As well, long as he does his job. Hold on. He's now. a city official.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that after seeing the mess that we have seen in our city and the you know, the media coverage of the Rob Ford circus, we're allowed to expect a little bit more from our elected politicians right now. I agree. We can hope for a little bit more.
1: I agree. Uh, but- he
0: he came in, platform was that this is a new ball game. No more of that old crap. Mm-hmm to me this is something that's indicative of of just it's it's not what i want it's not what i want
1: it doesn't bother me though it doesn't i disagree with him but it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me because you know the more we ho- hold officials in high regard the more likely and i seriously do believe this they'd be to to hide things to hide the little stupid things that they do until it completely blows up in their in their face later on. Now, like Carlos Danger, like Carlos Danger, like Carlos Danger, Danger. So the guy's a pervert, whatever. At least he's doing his job.
0: He was on Real Time with Bill Maher this week. Awesome. And uh, I didn't see it. it Mar sat him down and was just like, "I don't get the big deal." Mm-hmm. And 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 I guess in a similar vein to what you're saying about politicians, except, I don't get it. Except we're talking about a tweet and not a sext. Right. A little different.
1: Right. If Denny Coderre
0: was caught sexting about David Desjardins, I think we'd have a whole different story on our hands.
1: It's not a big deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. In fact, I kind of admire his honesty.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, that's a different take on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I do, well, uh, I
1: admire his honesty I, I hate what he said And I love that it, uh, all the Habs came out and defended him yeah. And if
0: anything That's the that, best part of it, it's going to rally the team This to might light together.
1: a fire under their ass, which I'd be so happy for
0: And then suddenly, Coderre is in the running to be the next manager of the Canadiens
1: Yeah, and <laughs> D'Arnette scores three goals
0: Well, that would be A hat trick, next That game. would be the best case scenario Yes And in that case, people would be telling uh, yes. Mr. Mayor to keep tweeting on
1: Yes, and holds up a sign and says, I voted for Projet Montréal You know after oh, after. Say when that. he's elected number one star
0: of the night. Say the right things when electioneering. Trust you can rely on. This is the Kaufman Show. We got a big one tonight. Max Kerman from Arkells. Yeah. Wendy Thurm from Fangrafts. Torben Rolfson from Vancouver. It's gonna be a good one. Jay and I are excited. I hope you stay with us. Follow Jay on Twitter at the Farrar side. I'm at the Kaufman Show, and we'll be back.
1: Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show, with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690.
2: If I mistreat you, girl, you sure don't mean no harm. If I mistreat you, girl, you sure don't mean no harm.
3: A motherless child don't know right mama. Please tell me pretty mama Honey, would you stay Last night Please tell me pretty mama Honey, would you stay Last night
2: Well, you didn't come home
0: Welcome back. It's the Kauffman Show on TSN 690. Coming at you from René Levesque and Papineau, beautiful downtown Montréal. Salut, Jay. Salut. Ça va? Ça va bien, toi? Oui, ça va. On a Jimmy aussi. Salut, Jimmy.
2: Bonjour, monsieur. Hey, oh, <laughs> it was
0: almost a madame and monsieur, in. wasn't it? Well, Join you could say hello to the mesdames and messieurs that are listening. Mm. I will. There you go. We've got ourselves a good show tonight. we got Max Kerman from the Arkells coming up in about 10 minutes' time. Max is going to talk to us about Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan, the freshman at Kansas University from just outside of Toronto. Max was at the debut at the Allen Fieldhouse. Nice. Yeah, that's atmosphere, man. He I'm tweeted, rooting for that kid. He tweeted that it was louder than any rock concert he's been to, louder than the Vince Carter-era playoff games for the Raptors that he had attended as a kid.
1: Those three of them. Was no, it was against it three the Knicks? Was yeah. it or was it against yeah, the it was against 76ers
0: the... or the Knicks? Maybe there was two. No, there were two rounds. Yeah. I think they went two rounds. I remember that. Jimmy. They
4: lost to the 76ers two thousand and one, in seven games. That's right. Okay. He went back to college, Vince Carter, that weekend to get his degree. <laughs> That's and awesome. And he was tired by game seven, which was a Sunday afternoon. Well,
0: you know, he got to go to school to get that degree. Right? Timing. Yeah. The uh, the opposite, the anti Louis LeBlanc, if you will. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we'll talk to Max about that. A couple of other things. Arkells uh, working on their new album. Just recorded it in L. A. In fact, they finished up and drove to Kansas to go to the game. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. We've got Wendy Therm, one of my favorites. Uh, she'll be making her return to the Kaufman Show. Wendy Therm from Fangraphs, based in San Francisco. One of the best baseball writers out there, and that should be a lot of fun. We'll uh, welcome her into the uh, quote-unquote sandbox, if you will. hmm Yeah. And uh, Torben Rawson will be on the show as well, our resident Vancouver comedian. We're going to have a fun time tonight, Mr. Farrar. I am ready for it, Kaufman. Good. so Mr. Um, Kaufman, excuse me. That's right. Okay. Herr Kaufman. Herr hey, 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 Ka- Kaufman hey, from Kaufman. Bavaria. Yeah. We are uh, going to talk a little bit about, um, I hate putting the word my in front of it, but my Miami Dolphins, <laughs> who lost tonight and I fully expected them to lose tonight. Called mm-hmm. it on the morning show uh, with Abe Hefter on the locker room this weekend.
3: Oh.
0: No, I said they're due. There's, there's no way that that team, after the week that they have had, is mm-hmm. going to win a football game. Mm-hmm. It just and frankly, it was a lot closer than I ever expected. I think you too.
1: It was a lot better game than I expected.
0: Well, I only caught the second half. It wasn't but... pretty
1: at some points, especially for Tampa. Tampa Bay, but you know, you know, a team is struggling when Tampa Bay is able to get it together at the end and finally come back.
0: And well, it's amazing how many leads Tampa Bay has blown this season. I think they've yep. had a lead in seven of their nine loss or seven right. of their nine games.
1: Right. Right. And you could see the crowd. I mean, the announcers were talking about it, how they're like, oh, here we go again. Right. You know, it's the third quarter and this is just it's going bad.
0: All to say, I couldn't really give a damn about the game. And tonight was the first night where as a Dolphins fan, I hoped that they would lose. Mm-hmm. Should have put my money where my mouth was, but mm-hmm. I hope that they would lose this bullying scandal, which really seems to take a different turn every day. I don't know if you watched Jay Glazer's interview on Fox yesterday with Richie Incognito.
1: I didn't see the interview. I read about the interview. Okay. And I tried to read as much as possible as I can because, like you said, every day there's a different development in this story. Um, it still comes down to the same thing, I would guess, uh, you were going to say?
0: Well, I mean, the interview was one of the biggest pieces of sham journalism I've ever seen in my life. Right. Okay. It was um, filmed at his agent's house. Mm-hmm. Jay Glazer trains incognito in the offseason in an MMA class. Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt like it was a very coached, overdone interview. Incognito gives an example of a text that Martin had sent to him saying, I will murder your whole effing family. Yes. And then the a- Martin's agent releases the text, which was a meme, which are those photos where there's a bit of writing on it. Uh-huh. And it was a meme of a woman with her dog. And, the do- and under the dog, it says, I will murder your whole effing family. Okay. A little different than a threatening text. Yeah, okay. There's a culture here that, that, I mean, perhaps you can speak to better having played football and been in a a football locker room. Yeah. But, you know, I was trying to explain this to a friend uh, earlier, and it seems to me that Jonathan Martin is not from that football culture. He may have played football growing up, but I would think that perhaps, I mean, Stanford maybe doesn't have hazing like this, doesn't have that mentality. And frankly, it's kind of a, a, well, not kind of, it's an absolutely terrifying world to step into if you're not comfortable. It's very alpha.
1: If you're thin-skinned. Is if that you're... what it
0: comes down to? That he doesn't have thick enough skin?
1: No, it's it's thin-skinned and sensitive. But you, anyone who's thin-skinned and sensitive, you have to be sensitive towards too, as well. It, because it, it, it all depends on whether you're in on the jokes or not. You have to understand when you're- But at what
0: point can we acknowledge as a society that we've moved past those jokes being funny?
1: It depends, because I make a lot of racial jokes, and they're funny. They have to be in context. They're (laughs) always funny. They're always funny. Otherwise, if I'm not sure that they're going to be funny, I won't deliver them. Okay? Okay. Right. Obviously, I do Do you
0: think that possibly Richie Incognito doesn't have the same comedic chops and timing as you?
1: I think it's a combination that he doesn't have the timing and he doesn't have the context, right? And he's also
0: dealing with a guy who's not going to take it as well as some other guys This is more than just uh, about saying the N-word, I think. Because I get the impression that that word in a football locker room has a different connotation than no, it does uh, if somebody else. Yeah, was the
1: street. I, I don't think it's about what he said. It's the frequency in which he was dumping on him.
0: He never got a break this he kid. Never ba- he break. never got a break. He never got a break. And kept, he and, and the, he's a rookie. And the worst part, and if you've been bullied, you know this feeling of trying to befriend your bullier. It's a it's a defense mechanism. Yeah,
1: and I but I also think that incognito really didn't realize. Because, the, like like I said, I'm not defending, you know, oh, what is this machismo, alpha male testosterone locker room? Well, that's the way it is. I'm sorry. Uh, for Any of you who have never been in a locker room before, I'm sorry, but you, you have to understand when a bunch of guys— Okay, are,
0: but do you think it's worse in a football locker room than in a baseball locker room? I think
1: it's the same. You do? I think it's exactly the same. I think it's the same. It, you get a bunch of guys together, especially when there's a bunch of different races in it. Look, this is what happens. You get a bunch of men together and you put them in a prison. I knew what that happens? Was coming. But That's what so happens? Weird. What happens? What do you mean? Segregation immediately. Sure. White guys sure. The, go with the, the, the white Aryans guys. with the Aryans yeah. and
0: the Latinos with the. If, if right. anything, if watching Oz has taught me one thing. Yes. Okay.
1: If you're black, you got to go with the black guys. If you're Latino, you go with the Latinos. If you're white, you got to be an Aryan Nazi guy. Right. Okay. Right. Of course. When when this happens, and especially when you're- Note to self, never go to prison. Never go to prison because I don't know how many Jews are going to be in there. <laughs> it's going to be a small crowd. I don't think they're locked up with the white collar guy, so I'm not sure. So. <laughs> See? Racial joke. Funny, right. right? Right. Okay. Anyway, you got a bunch of guys cooped up in the same room, and what they do is insulting each other's race and making fun of where they're from is a way of defusing uh, a situation- yeah, but Which this isn't prison.
0: Might, this is a city. I mean, these guys are making millions of dollars.
1: But, but you, you, you have a bunch of guys who are oozing testosterone, and everybody wants to be the alpha male. And y- you know that you have to function as a team. Like I, like you said, it's not prison. You have to function as a team. One of the ways to defuse a situation, believe it or not, but it actually works. Humor is
0: humor, and to be, insult each other's cultures. I I get you on the humor part, the insulting the cultures part. I don't know why we still need to be there. It's that kind of barriers that's going to... I I
1: don't think that's a barrier. I think that's opening it up. Really? It'd be a barrier if you never mention it. If you never say anything about it, yet everybody's got it all, this tension cooped up inside. You've seen Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. When he first walks in, it's a lot like that. It's hmm. a lot like that, where you get this char- character, animal mother, who says the absolute worst things you could possibly say to a black man. Yet these guys would live and die for each other. Well,
0: the literal go to war together.
1: Right, right. But again, it's,
0: it's a locker room and it's a business, and it, I think it's that not the, a business. It's
1: in the end, it's not a business. It's
0: absolutely a business. Not to them,
1: it's not. Not to them, it's not. To the guys upstairs, it is. But not to them. Well, These these guys are football players. They're warriors as well. Yeah, to it's them, not, it's like war.
0: It's not only a business. And in fact, they made the conscious decision to go into this business and not go to war where they would be making $20,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Instead, they went into a business but that this allows is, them to be profitable.
1: You have to understand that a, football's, a football player- They players, might lose
0: their brain from it. They you, might lose the, their functions. They might not be able to walk when they're 35. Believe
1: me when I tell you they think it's a war. They, oh, for sure they do. They for do. sure they
0: do. And, and all the terms, uh, you know, I I did that last week. I started talking about something in football-related that had a war connotation. and I was like, oh, you know, that, that makes me feel kind of weird to talk about it in yeah. that term. And especially on a day like Remembrance Day. Yeah. It just doesn't seem appropriate. It's the, not war. The
1: problem it's is... really not war. Yeah, the problem is that I'm pretty sure wasn't very good at picking his spots
0: oh, i think you're right
1: okay it's well, about timing
0: it's if about, you, don't.
1: you can ask any one of my friends i have said the worst things possible to them sure about their cultures about their mothers about their race about their sexuality but it's not it hazing
0: is. it's not you're again it's different and i want to come back to this we've got to take a break now yeah. and then we're going to go to max we'll talk to wendy but we'll finish off the show talking about this we'll take okay. some callers a feeling we'll be talking about this for uh, many weeks on end. Yeah. But, it's uh, Kaufman versus Farrar. Dun dun dun. On the
1: Kaufman show. <laughs> Listening to The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690.
0: Welcome back. It's the Kauffman Show on TSN 690. Can't wait for some new music from these fellows. Our from Hamilton, Ontario. We are about to be joined by the Kauffman Show's basketball correspondent, who also, uh, yeah, he sings in this band. He he's, does. He does quite well, too. Mr. Max Kerman will be joining us. Max is, uh, of course, a huge basketball nut. And he's starting to move into our world here, Jay. hmm. He's now a, uh, Published and paid sports writer. Well, that he's ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Let's uh, let's bring Max in. Max, uh, welcome to the show and congratulations on your uh, first published piece.
5: Wow well, thanks very much. It was a real thrill to be able to to get the call for the for the Wiggins game.
0: Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you went, you drove. First of all, you drove from Los Angeles to Kansas to get to this game.
5: Yeah, well, the timing just kind of worked out. We had just finished recording our album in Los Angeles, and uh, Nick and I, Nick's our bass player, had to get the gear home. So uh, we coordinated that we'd be landing in Lawrence, Lawrence, Kansas, on Friday night for Andrew Wiggins' home debut.
0: Unreal. And now, of course, you were on our show. I mean, you've been on our show several times, but I can remember you coming on the show last spring when Wiggins had a, a game at a high school gym in, I think, Hamilton, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, he played at the McMaster gym uh, the, the, the university there, but against a bunch of high school all-stars from Hamilton.
0: Right. As, so you saw him play six months ago. What's the difference between then and now?
5: Well, I mean, I think uh, the, both both gyms were packed, but the McMaster gym can probably hold maybe 2,000 people, and uh, the Allen Fieldhouse, where University of Kansas plays, holds 16,000 people. But it was equally rammed and probably ten times louder, and uh, he was equally as impressive. Well, I saw uh,
0: saw you tweet that it was uh, louder than most rock concerts you've been to.
5: Yeah, it was something else, you know. Um, The the theater of it all uh, at the University of Kansas is pretty spectacular. Um, I kind of equate it to playing like a rock show in like a, a dirty, small rock club that's been around for ages, and that like yeah, you know, it seems like there's sweat dripping off the walls. People are crammed in there. They're loud. They're screaming. Uh, it, it's not like that. You know, the week before, we went to the Staples Center to see the Lakers play. And uh, that's like a brand-new arena. And and the seating is nice. And the food is all kind of high class. And, you know, it's an L.A. crowd. And this was like a Midwestern basketball crazy town in a small gym. The capacity felt like it should be 8,000, but they – they ran 16,000 people in there. Wow. And
0: this is the, uh, of course, this is like the birthplace of basketball. This is where Naismith right. perfected it. Exactly. Uh, must've been quite the thrill. I, I, and I'm, I'm stuck on the atmosphere because I just, I picture the old forum, uh, you know, Canadians games at the old forum. It was so different than it is at the Bell Center. And I mean, just size wise, of course. And you said a small yeah. club, it's kind of like, I guess it was kind of like CBGBs in New York, right?
5: Exactly. You know, I think uh, that's the one interesting angle. Um, with with the piece I wanted to to bring to light is that uh, I don't know if Canadians are are aware of how much basketball means to the people in Lawrence Kansas and there's a couple places in America you can think of Bloomington Indiana where the University of Indiana is and Durham North Carolina where Duke is sure. where you know people just you know live and breathe basketball and uh, the college team means so much and uh, we were checking into the hotel and the attendant was a part time film studies professor. And he says every year he goes through his, uh, his class uh, enrollment list and, and sees which players on the basketball team are taking his course. And Wiggins <laughs> is in his course uh, in, the, in the spring semester. And, you know, the, the, the fellow at the liquor store, you know, he was talking, like, in detail about, like,
6: you know, the ref's
5: calls and what they screwed up. And our cab driver says he never misses a game uh, when he was taking his down to the bar afterwards. So it was pretty, pretty cool. It felt like, uh, you know, the equivalent of Friday Night Lights um, the, the uh, a show about American folk, high school football is like the equivalent for, for uh, college basketball in the States.
0: We're in conversation with Max Kerman from the Arkells. Max is also the Kaufman Show basketball correspondent. He's talking about the college basketball experience in Lawrence, Kansas, at Kansas University, watching Andrew Wiggins. Um, Max, you had mentioned in your article that uh, you had a very interesting seatmate. You were courtside, obviously, where reporters sit for basketball games. But uh, tell us about your seatmate.
5: Yeah, well, I uh, two teammates on, on my left uh, was a local uh, journalist. He, he's a sports director at the local radio station, and he been uh, he's a Kansas grad, and he's been going to the games probably for 15 years, and he said there's never been this excitement for, uh, for an incoming freshman. And to my right, there is a journalist from South Korea who flew 20 hours just to see this game wow. on Friday, and he's playing on Tuesday. Wiggins and Kansas are playing on Tuesday against Duke in Chicago. So he was going up for that and then basically just going right home. So it it really, this is not a Canadian-centric story. This is a much bigger, much bigger international story.
0: Right, and he's going to go number one. There's no question next
5: year, right? Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like the the freshman class this year is all impressive. Jabari Parker, who's considered the number two guy, he plays for Duke, and he had an amazing debut. Kentucky has like five or six new freshmen that are all going to be uh, in the first round. Uh, Michigan State is, I think, ranked three in the country right now, and they have an amazing class. So it, for Wiggins to be at the top of that is, right now, it's pretty impressive, but, you know, we'll see how the season unfolds. Because a lot of times, the most heralded freshmen, if they don't, uh, you know, have the killer instincts or don't produce during their only year, they might drop a two spots.
0: Well, uh, right now we're seeing that that killer instinct isn't really there for the first-ever Canadian first-round draft pick, Anthony Bennett. He's sure getting ragged on a lot, isn't he?
5: Yeah, he's having a hard time. It's sort of a curse for him. being to, He sort of came out of the blue to be the number one pick, and I think he's a hard time. But, you know, all these guys are super young. It's hard to, hard to be too critical of them. Uh, you know, Bennett's only, what, 20 years old. So uh, we'll, we'll see how he's playing by the end of the year.
0: Are you uh, cautiously optimistic about your Raptors or no?
5: Uh, oh, geez, you know... Seeing the excitement around Wiggins, I almost want them to start. To
0: start
5: tanking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm not. I'm not particularly optimistic right now. Um, and I think you know. I think it's okay if, if they don't uh, make the playoffs and if, if they choose to try to get a good lottery pick because there's so many strong freshmen. You know, Kansas, like the the level, like even the freshmen that you no know one was talking about. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a guy who, who's like. Been uh, Georgia, the state of Georgia's player of the year for the last two years, and he's won three state championships, and, you know, he's coming off the bench. Uh, there was another point guard on their team who's a freshman who's averaged 35 points a game. Like, all these players are all pretty incredible it's uh it was it was really cool to see it up close,
0: close and personal uh i just got a tweet from uh one of our favorites here max ron razor saying i assume that the arkels no longer qualify as can con and i'm i'm guessing he wrote that because i said you guys are recording in la of course that's not the case right
5: no no i don't, I don't know what that means yeah i mean
0: <laughs> canadian uh, content no no
5: i know i know <laughs> what that means i mean yeah, we. Uh, yeah, we. Don't you don't have
0: to stuff. record it in Canada. You just have to be Canadian, Ron.
5: Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. He didn't get uh, the memo, Max. Yeah, we we recorded. If it makes you feel better, we we uh, we wrote all the songs in Canada, and then we <laughs> went to LA to to record them with the with the dude we liked. So that's when are we?
0: Uh, when it. are we going to be hearing some new Arkells tunes?
5: Well, Dave, I'll I'll send you them ahead of time, as long oh. as you promise not to leak uh, to leak them. But uh, I promise, you're on. <laughs> But uh, probably in the new year, we'll, we'll start putting it in some
0: tune. Some awesome, which means you'll be hitting the road soon after that, I imagine. Yeah,
5: yeah, we'll get back to
0: it. Good stuff. Can't wait, Max. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll catch up soon. Really appreciate your time. And uh, sounds like you had a hell of a trip. And uh, Yeah. Best of luck in this new venture. Don't take too many jobs from Jay and myself, please. Uh, no,
5: no, we won't. You know, this is the luck of the draw that, you know, what else are you going to be in Lawrence, Kansas, ever in your life? So it just kind of worked out.
0: <laughs> I can promise you I have never been to Lawrence, Kansas. It's, yeah. It's not on the radar.
4: <laughs> Max, well, thanks, thanks, buddy. So we
0: appreciate it. Okay, talk soon. Catch you soon. That's Max Kerman from the Arkells, Kaufman Show basketball correspondent. Definitely can call
4: Paid
1: writer.
0: Paid writer. <laughs> you notice how we definitely didn't mention the magazine that he was published in?
1: No. Go online, check it out. Look we- up Max Kerman. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Google Max Kerman and Andrew Wiggins and, and figure it out.
0: Needless to say, uh, it's a station that uh, rivals ours. But I mean, we're heads, and you know, but oh. we don't. But we don't have a magazine. You'd think that would be, a, you know, there's no TSN magazine. There isn't. I mean, but there is. It's the sporting news.
1: That's right. That's true.
0: <laughs> that doesn't count. Jimmy, <laughs> play us out. Here's some Arkells. Not the same thing. Maybe a little more deadlines for you. Can con. Therms coming up next, John Kakalakis has an update this is the Kauffman Show and we'll be back
1: you're listening to the Kauffman Show with Dave Kauffman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690
2: this is for Pete
3: Jacket
2: and jacket Slip Sweet. Silver stars on the dash like a Harley and heat. When I step down the street, I could feel it's all I feel. Her sister's fell back, sitting on that man. The triple on the
0: corner,
3: try to get the swing of pity. And downtown, what's your top critic. So hard to be a saint.
0: Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. About to bring in one of our favorite guests. You can follow her on Twitter at Hanging Sliders. The wonderful Wendy Thurm joins us now on The Kaufman Show. Hello, Wendy. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Just great. Good. I'm so happy you're able to join us tonight. Me too. Good. So let's get right to it. I saw news this morning. I was woken up to the news of the Atlanta Braves moving probably 30 miles, 20 miles. It's not going to be a huge move, but they're moving from downtown Atlanta to Cobb County after what, 17 years at Turner Field? And obviously I thought of you because there's been this whole discussion lately about the A's moving to the suburbs. I feel like it's a bit of a different case than it is with the Braves, though, right? Yes. On that, um,
6: the A's are trying to move to San Jose, California, which... You know what, Wendy? Um, I'm going
0: to cut you off for one second. We have a really choppy line. I'm going to let okay. you talk to my producer, and uh, either he'll call you back, or we'll uh, come up with another... Uh, she's off now. We'll send her to Jimmy. Jay, I know you uh you had a similar thought when you heard that the Braves were leaving. What are they gonna do with the stadium? <laughs> I know. I know it's, it's 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 built for baseball. Well, it was actually built for the Olympics and then reconfigured for baseball.
1: Okay, so I guess it can be reconfigured again, but what are you gonna do there? Well, I don't
0: know. Well the don't Falcons know. don't play there. Nope. You have a concert every once in a while. The city of Atlanta is kind of city holding the city of Atlanta has
1: its own Olympic stadium. Yes, it does. Look it has at, its own they, big O. They have
0: their big O, their mistake by a, well, there's no lake, but their mistake. Good for them. They tore down the uh, the launching pad, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, to make that. Uh, that's where the parking lot for Turner Field is Right,
1: now. right.
0: It uh, seems to be a, I don't know.
1: So now they're going to have motocross and ACDC once every two years. You know
0: what? I'm less concerned about what the stadium's going to be then I find it way more concerning that the Braves are leaving Atlanta to move to the suburbs. Uh-huh. I think that speaks to, I mean, right away, my, my first thought when I saw it was when you look at a Braves baseball game on television, the crowd is predominantly white. And I have been to that city, and that city is not predominantly I, white. If
1: I'm, if I'm mistaken, it's in the 70 to 80% range block. There you go. Atlanta.
0: There you go. And they showed a map. Atlanta Braves showed a map of their season ticket holders mm-hmm. and the majority of them live in the suburbs and that's what they say they are moving to the suburbs for the fans for the whites I mean the fans but that's it and that's I looked at it and I went wow mm-hmm. baseball really doesn't give a shit about the minorities no they don't they and they never have and and you talk about things like RBI the uh the urban initiative and and to to rebuild urban baseball and I mean you remember we spoke with Delino De Shields about that a couple years ago. I would years love ago.
1: to hear what Delino De Shields has to say about from this. from Atlanta. From Atlanta, well, he's as from well.
0: Delaware, but lives in Atlanta. Right. We'll see if we can get Delino on next week to talk about this. But right. I, anyways, uh, Wendy is back on the line. Hello, Wendy. Hello, guys. Loud and clear. Awesome. <laughs> might as well, you know, we get you on every so often. We might as well be able to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so It'd I don't know be if
6: a regular guest. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if only you lived a little closer then we'd have you in studio. That would be exactly. uh that would be awesome, but uh, we've got you on the phone now from beautiful San Francisco. And um I had said that the story in Oakland is very different than the story in Atlanta. I know that the pre- predominantly A's fans are suburban fans, but the thing that freaks me out about this is that baseball pretends like they're trying to do so much to make the game more urban again that you know, there was one one African-American in the World Series this year, John Jay. That was it. And when as I said to Jay, when when uh, you were when we were trying to call you back, when you look at a Braves crowd, it's a very white crowd. But Atlanta's a very black city.
6: Yeah, you know, there are, you're raising a number of issues. So let me let me kind of knock them down sure. um, one by one. First, let me let me just talk about the A's. Um, uh The A's are proposing to move to San Jose, which um, people talk about them moving to Silicon Valley, and we have this picture of, you know, kind of office parks and, you know, tech companies with these, you know, Google and and Apple and and Yahoo with kind of big office parks and it seems suburban. But San Jose is actually the 10th largest city in America, maybe the 9th largest city in America, and it's the second largest city in California after Los Angeles. It's more spread out, it's, you know, less densely populated in certain areas than, you know, other cities, and certainly less densely populated than Oakland, which has a smaller, uh, you know, square miles. Um, But it's, um, and it's quite ethnically diverse, um, not as much racially diverse, but it's very ethnically diverse in terms of a Latino community, a big Asian American community, um, you know, um... Uh, which have, you know, been in kind of the South Bay for a while. So uh, there's definitely a difference, although, you know, I think what is uh, true for both situations is it's a move to money, or at least the perception of money. Um, uh, You know, I did look up, uh, after I saw the news about the Braves, I looked up, you know, the census track information, and I tweeted that out, and you're absolutely right, right. Fulton County, where Atlanta sits, and Atlanta itself are much more racially diverse than the rest of Georgia, and certainly more racially diverse than uh, Cobb County, where the Braves are proposing to move. Um, and even though they've been in downtown Atlanta, you know, the crowd, I would agree with you. I mean, it tends to be um, kind of a less diverse crowd than you might, you know, see for stadiums that are in other urban areas. Um but the Braves also released a map showing where most of their ticket buyers come from. Right, and it's it's largely in the areas kind of north of uh, north of the city. Atlanta is it's, it's kind of like Washington D.C. in the way there's a beltway um, with two interstates, I-75 and I-85, that kind of form a loop. Mm-hmm. And they're proposing to move kind of just north of that. So. Um, uh, you know, Fulton County and Atlanta have actually grown uh, more in terms of population over the last several years since the census, at least according to the data that I saw. Um, but the kind of population growth um, that I think the Braves are looking for in terms of, um, you know, I, I don't know, suburban, exurban I don't know what you want to call it, but I think kind of a a wealthier fan base.
0: Yeah, which which seems strange to me because if those people are season ticket holders, they're already the captive audience. And if you're trying to build and grow your business, then you might want to look to the people that are right next door. Those people are already driving to the games.
6: Yeah, I mean, I you know, uh, I mean, not to I, mention yeah, I'm, the ridiculousness. I, I'm be writing about, um, you know, the issue for FanGraphs, and I'm just starting to kind of get into it, get into it deeply in terms of. What the Braves are actually saying was motivating them and what, you know, might actually be motivating them. Um, It it looks like, you know, they they were in, from what I've been able to read today, it looks like they were in discussions with the city of Atlanta, you know, for a good long while over a renegotiation of their lease. They've been leasing out Turner Field, which was Olympic Stadium from the '96 Olympics, then converted into Turner Field, and, and that's owned by the city, and they've been leasing it um and that lease is up in 2017 and so that'll be the completion of a 20-year lease term right um and the are going back and forth with the city over improvements they wanted to see to the stadium and uh enhancements and it was going to cost the city you know a lot of money hundreds of millions of dollars Walking at that in my view correctly given kind of the other demands on public funds plus the city. Has just committed hundreds of millions of dollars to a new Falcon Stadium, uh, which will be in the city of Atlanta. So, um, right, and Cobb
0: County's putting in like three quarters of the money to build the stadium. Well,
6: there. I mean, it's, the Braves have announced that there. It's I think the Braves have announced something like a six hundred and seventy-two million dollar project, and they've and the Braves have announced. 450 million of which is going to be picked up by Cobb County. Wow. Cobb County hasn't actually confirmed that from
3: oh. anything
6: I've able to read. <laughs> to, I mean, state. A lot of government you know, offices were closed today in the United States right. for for the cele- um, celebration. Not really a celebration. but commemoration. The commemoration of Veterans Day in the United States. So, um, and someone actually, you know, commented on that on social media but it was very. Um, it was wise for the Braves to <laughs> announce it, knowing that there were going to be government officials that weren't going to be in their office today.
0: Right, kind of the equivalent of the Friday 5 p.m. press release.
6: Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, exactly what Cobb County either has or plans to commit to kind of remains to be seen. Um, the Braves sound confident that this is going to come to pass. Um, but, you know, it's 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 a conservative area. There's from what I understand, again, very briefly looking into it, you know, there's significant, um, you know, Tea Party uh, participation and kind of anti-tax folks who are involved, you know, politically in Cobb County.
3: Hmm.
6: Um, And so, you know, to what extent, what kind of taxes are going to be levied and, and what requirements Cobb County has for voter approval of any such taxes or whatnot, you know, it just, there are a lot of details. Well, I think,
0: to uh, Wendy, at the end of the day, the lesson at least uh, gleaned from Montrealers is anytime you have a stadium that is either called Olympic Stadium or used to be called Olympic Stadium, you know you're in for trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the one last thing I wanted to ask you before we let you go is uh, I had heard a rumor that MLB may be strong arming the A's into playing at uh, AT&T Park in San Francisco down the road. Is that a possibility?
6: You know, that went around early last week. Um, I'm not sure it was a strong arm of the A's as much as it was potentially a strong arm of the Giants to um, allow the A's to share the ballpark with them, and a a strong arm of uh, the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum Authority, which is their sport authority, which... Uh, operates the Coliseum and has been in lease negotiations with the A's for a good part of a year, because their lease has actually already expired. So the A's lease at the Coliseum completed at the end of 2013. They have been in lease negotiations for at least a year. Uh, Oakland wants the A's to commit to five years at least. Oakland, the the A's don't want to agree to that, because they're, of course, still working on trying to get a new stadium not in Oakland. And uh, many people saw that as, um, you know, kind of leaked by the commissioner's office as a way to put pressure on uh, Oakland to cut a deal of a shorter length with the A's, and make the Giants a little bit uncomfortable, like, you know, if we can't resolve the stadium situation, then, you know, we're going to suggest you guys, you know, share it. Um it, it hasn't gone anywhere. If anyone who follows the story here, or has any, you know, kind of connection with with the teams here, sees it as nothing more than a belt threat. It's very unlikely to come to pass. Um, I don't think it's. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of was. An, it, I think it's kind of an interesting proposal. Um, well, I think the last I'm time also, it happened was
0: '73 when uh, when Yankee Stadium was being renovated.
6: Right. Right. I mean. You know, even as a as a strong Giants fan, I'm a very strong believer in in allowing the A's to move, you know, within this area. And I think baseball, this area can support two successful franchises. And you know, I, I think it's I think I think it would be good for the Giants to actually, you know, kind of be challenged in terms of having to, uh, you know, kind of keep. I mean, they're obviously being challenged by the Dodgers now, but I mean, you know, I just think it's good for the Bay Area. And with 18 Team Park uh, nearly paid off after, you know, I think 2017, that mortgage essentially will almost be paid off. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think it's very, let's put it this way in the Bay Area, it was very disheartening to A's fans to wake up and see that story about, you know, no one even knew anything about the Braves moving. And, you know, they move, they've got a huge public commitment, ostensibly, and then the commissioner came out later today and says he's very pleased with this and he's all in favor of the Braves moving. And, you know, for Ace fans and for the franchise, it's it's just very disheartening.
0: Boy, Wendy, conversations like this almost make it feel like opening days around the corner. <laughs>
6: i wish dave i'm gonna
0: make it we haven't even had the snowfall yet so we've got a whole world of you know what to deal with but uh, at the end of march i get to go to a major league baseball game in montreal and i cannot wait so
6: exciting cannot
0: wait gonna be so much fun i wish i could uh, convince you to fly on out here for it
6: you know what i really would love to do it i um we've got a lot of family events going on (laughs) this spring that's not going to make it possible but I would love to be there.
0: Well, the next one. And I'm sure we'll speak uh, many times between now and then. Uh, Thank you so much for your time, as always, Wendy. Uh, Really appreciate it.
6: My pleasure. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Follow her on Twitter at Hanging Sliders, one of the best out there, and uh, I think you just saw why. Interesting stuff, eh, AJ.
1: It is. It is. It is. I find that so curious about... The A's sharing a stadium with the San Francisco Giants, and like a's it's a's are... like 1931 <laughs> when it was actually the New York Giants who had to share their stadium with the Yankees as well. That's right. So you know, it's it's very. I don't see how they could possibly convince the Giants in doing that.
0: Well, the Yankees had uh, Shea Stadium as their home in 73 when, when the right. stadium was being renovated. And the right. Yankees and the Mets had to share. Yeah. And uh, I'd be
1: a baby about that too. No, <laughs> I don't want them in my locker.
0: I, no, I liked, um, the onion today so that the Yankees are going to be building a new beachfront stadium in the Hamptons so they can get away from it all. when it's too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. let's uh, let's bring in our next guest he is the resident henny youngman style comedian at the Kaufman show he joins us every week from his beautiful lair in vancouver british columbia follow him on twitter at Van Guy. it's mr torben Rolfson. hello sir
4: hello how are, how are you i'm good how are you t doing great
0: what's going on man
4: not too much just uh you know enjoying everything <laughs> and actually enjoying the holiday day off
5: today oh good yeah
0: good and uh, i you hope I you to? had your moment of silence. I did. If you're going to enjoy it, you have to respect it, right?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I was asleep.
0: I was, uh, I was embarrassed that I lost my poppy uh, l- over the weekend. Oh, wow. They always fall off. They always do.
4: You can always donate again and buy another one. You
0: could, you could. I find you yeah. usually only can see them, get them at the banks nowadays, and oh, banks. Well. They're
4: all over the place. Here. Where,
0: where did you see veterans this year? I saw. I didn't some- see any. That's you're right. right. I saw somebody comment on Twitter that uh, it's harder to get a poppy every year. They keep
1: getting kicked out of the grocery stores, well, and
0: they're they're dying off.
1: Yeah, I know, but they still have other guys from the Legion and other kind of veterans that are in there as well. I, I mean,
0: guess, like, I guess. You know, I mean. Why do we necessarily, every time Torben comes on, we start off with something really depressing. Yeah, and, and now and, and the- now we expect him to be funny. <laughs> and now the community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Wait, we just got this Torbin, memo. There was a dog the-
0: run over in the parking lot.
4: Yeah, um- <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Take it away, Torben.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, which Canadian had a worse week, Rob Ford or the Cavs' Anthony Bennett? <laughs>
0: yeah, we were talking yeah. about that earlier Has, <laughs>
1: has oh, wait, he scored one, yet?
4: One for 21 from the floor oh, oh man
1: my god
4: So far he's got less shooting range than a plant mister <laughs>
0: There you go <laughs> I'm still going with Rob Ford though <laughs> Yeah for
4: sure Denver Nuggets won tonight but they're off to a poor start as well yeah. Maybe legalized marijuana and an NBA franchise aren't the best mix <laughs> <laughs> Nice <laughs> The crack smoking by the mayor of Toronto. This is shaping up as one hardcore winter classic between the Leafs and Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing the anthem? Lindsay Lohan?
0: Wow.
4: <laughs> no more winless NFL teams, of course, with the Bucks and Jags victories this week. Jacksonville's one and eight and averaging less than thirteen points a game. Their offense is about as well-directed as a Jack Link's beef jerky Sasquatch commercial. Wow.
0: Wow. Nicely done. Wow. Nicely done. I thought
4: it was a bit wordy. Uh, yeah, Favre's but not agent. in like the
0: Dennis Miller wordiness. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> Brett Favre's agent says he's in great shape. In fact, he sent a new personal best 40 time last Monday night, racing to his computer to check Craigslist job ads. Wow.
0: <laughs> he uh, has memory uh, problems. Leave him alone. <laughs>
4: Archie Manning, 71-82, added to the New Orleans Saints' Ring of Honor Sunday night. Did they have to post his one loss record? <laughs> <laughs> didn't seem very nice. Nice. The NFL is expected to outlaw uh, rookie hazing dinners where the players go for the evening and a first-year guy has to pay a ridiculously high bill. Restaurant tours around the U.S. will be holding a candlelight protest vigil. <laughs> I <bet> they will. <laughs> And multiple sources say Richie Incognito held offensive line meetings at a South Florida strip club. Now I know he's crazy. The food there is terrible. <laughs> I heard.
1: Right. Yeah.
4: That was uh that was Dave's Henny Youngman joke of the week.
3: No, uh, it was <laughs> yeah.
4: Incognito, he's now in LA. Has he rented a white Bronco?
0: Oh wow. <laughs> <Have> you- <laughs> Leave your inhibitions at the door, people. <laughs>
4: How do we know, quote-unquote, Richie Incognito isn't a shape-shifting Terminator sent to L.A. to hunt Jonathan Martin?
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Torbid. Let's hope not. I really hope not.
4: And finally, Martin must have been confused by all the hoopla tonight. I mean, on the Dolphins, every day is Veterans Day.
0: Wow.
1: Wow.
4: And on that note, we're back to the depression we started off. With.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, it has come, the yeah. circle of yeah. life. The My full friends. circle of hell, that
4: was. Wow. Yeah. circle of life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Darvin, what's going on this week?
4: Uh, a couple shows and a relatively light week overall. Just going to be doing some writing, hanging out.
0: Great. Where can our, uh, where can our Vancouver audience find you?
4: Uh, they can go to keynote tomorrow night. I'm going to do a spot. Uh, so allegedly, with a bunch of new material, that uh, hasn't been written yet.
0: Well, uh, you can use some of this, I'd imagine.
4: Yeah. Uh, some the, the good stuff. stuff. doesn't really translate to comedy club audiences. No? Yeah.
0: Well, we appreciate your time, and uh, we appreciate you uh, delivering every week, my man.
4: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Follow him
0: on Twitter at VanGuy. Thank you, Torbin.
4: All right. Take care, guys. Good night, Montreal. You too.
0: Look at this, Jay. It's uh,
4: it's like over.
1: That's it.
0: What do we do? No calls? No.
1: We leave them wanting more. I like it. We leave them wanting more. If you want more, tune in next week.
0: If, well, I want to tune in next week. Do you no. want to tune in next week? I'm, You'll be tuning in next week, right? You won't uh, be here. No, I won't be here. Uh, Will you do a segment? Uh, sure. Why not? All right. Why we'll not? You. You'll why be, not? Uh, I'll be uh, at the McLean's poker tournament. Yes, for uh, for November. For... It's a
1: November uh, poker tournament uh, at McLean's Pub, November twenty fifth, and uh, it's a uh, it's all for charity. All for prostate cancer. All for prostate
0: cancer. Or for the for the elimination of yes. prostate. It's not four. Yeah. Fifty
1: dollars includes uh, a nice buffet and uh, uh, a cold one.
0: One, for you. cold one, a cold one, a yeah, cold beverage, and
1: a buffet, and your buy-in for the poker tournament. Oh,
0: awesome! Okay, well, that's, so that's, that's great. a pretty good price, and, and it all, all goes to charity. Yeah, and I'll
1: be there, and John Bartlett will be there. And, wow! And uh, Mister Joey Elias just told me he'll be there too. So,
0: won't Joey be here doing his show?
1: No, he's he's going to tape. He's oh. gonna, uh, don't you wish we can do that? Well, aren't you all <laughs> just so lovely? <laughs>
0: You're going to be
1: completely alone. Okay. you won't even have jo- Joey next door in CJD. You're no, going to be all
0: alone here. We'll have Richard Deitch from Sports Illustrated. Yes, you will. So it's going to be a great so show, and I hope you'll me. all. I hope you'll all tune in, including you, Mr. Ferrar, who you can follow on Twitter at the Ferrar side. You really should. Dude's funny and the dude is smart. Jay, it's been a uh, it's been a slice. It has good I show. Enjoyed Gabe. this show tonight. It was fun. We were on fire. Love. I love this man. Yeah, thanks to Max Kerman. Mighty Max, the wonderful Wendy Thurm, the terrific Torbin Rolson. <laughs> the wrestlers now. Play us out, Joel. <laughs> Listen
2: up, kid. It's not what you think. Stayed out too late. Had a little too much to drink. Walked home across the bridge when the marquee shut down. There's a reason that I love this town. Nobody cares how much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house if your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw you back I shot the shit with miniature Tim If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him We like the same books and we like the same sounds There's a reason that I love this town I played a show in Kelowna last year Said pick it up, Joel We're dying and he And clapping the picture, half that sound There's a reason that I hate that down in our soup some French restaurant I saw Riviera de Lou last night at the tour we burnt the place to the ground there's a reason that I love this there's a
0: Listening to the Kaufman Show on TSN 690 for Jay Farrar. I'm Dave Kaufman. We'll see you next Monday night.
3: I
2: don't know. What that sound like?